Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth NFL podcast. I'm your host, Anish Gupta. And I'm your host, Shrikar Ajendran. We're back, uh, this time with a little bit more to talk about. Uh, the NFL schedule released, and I know I put out our episode like on Saturday, like after the schedule was released, and I think we did a schedule preview, uh, so that's my bad. But uh, we're going to do our early reactions to it. Uh, obviously, you know, the schedule is a big influence on how your team season can go, right? There's those hard stretches of games that can make or break an entire year. So uh, to get, you know, kind of the schedule out of the way, we kind of know what our teams are facing, who has a tougher one, you know, who has an easier one. Uh, you know, for starters, the Steelers don't even have to travel outside the Eastern time zone, which is really, really huge. Uh, and the Seahawks, who always kind of get stuck with the most travel miles a year, Still got stuck with it this year. So, you know, there's little factors that going in go into the whole scheduling thing. Uh, but we're going to start off with uh, our three, I guess, most anticipated games personally. You know, which ones are we most looking forward to? Uh, so I guess I'll start with one of them. Uh, I'll give my, like, quote-unquote third place. Uh, and it's going to be Chiefs-Bucks. It's the Super Bowl 55 rematch. Um, I mean, you know, what's there not to like about this? It's... Uh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and I think it's going to be the final one, final matchup of these two teams. Uh, you know, NFC, AFC, you don't, you get it every four years. And I know with the new schedule update with the 17 games, you play the division winner, but it's still pretty rare. So I think this is going to be the final matchup we see of Tom Brady and Mahomes, unless they meet in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Let's see if Mahomes can get one more on him. Uh, if Brady wins this, I think it's just adding on to another reason why he's just so far ahead and I don't think Mahomes will ever catch him. I think the narrative is still there, right? Brady beat him in the Super Bowl. It's just going to be really hard, but I'm excited for this game. I just want to see if Mahomes can beat him one last time before they go out. I think it's uh head to head. I think Brady's got him 3 to 2. Um if I'm not mistaken. So, this will be the fourth or sixth battle. Uh but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I an interesting tidbit about the Seahawks as you said earlier. Um 38 time zones. They got to travel through 38 time zones. That's crazy to me. Um, Is that Chiefs-Bucks game in Arrowhead or is it in... No, it's in uh, Tampa. Tampa gets most of their hard games at home. Interesting. Okay. I like the pick. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a good game. Mahomes versus Brady is always going to be, you know, good entertainment. Number three for me, uh, it's actually the kickoff game. It's Bills at Rams week one Thursday night football. It's the first game of the year. And I think it's one of the best. No, it's not going to have massive implications because it's week one and it's interconference. So we can't really talk about tiebreakers, but I mean, regardless, it's a game between the defending champs and who people think to be the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. And if the Bills win on the road against the Rams on a national stage, I mean, they are really, you know, just firmly announcing themselves as the team to beat. So I really like the kickoff game this year, and I think the schedule makers did a good job with that. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily the team to beat, but it would be a big, bold statement to knock off the defending champs. So I would give you that. I think, yeah, my only problem with the game, I had it number four. It's just it's like week one, right? Like it doesn't – Yeah, I know. Obviously, it matters, but in the grand scheme of things, either team can afford this loss. But the big thing is is one of these teams will start 0-1. Obviously, okay, barring a tie, but yeah, one of these teams will start zero and one. So I guess yeah, that could you know have maybe some implications down the road for the division. But I think both of these teams are pretty favored and should win their respective divisions. But good game nonetheless. I think it's going to be a classic uh, week one matchup. Uh, it's hard to pick against the defending champs. There obviously we'll know more heading up into September. We're still like four months away. 
Uh, but it's hard not to be excited for this one. Uh, at number two, it's kind of an interesting one. I don't think many people have this on their list, uh, but it's Bucks Niners. And my only reason for it is the whole narrative that the Shanahan's turned down Brady twice, not once, but twice. First when he left, and then the second time where there was the whole Dolphin saga this year, and how he potentially wanted to come home, and they said, nope, we're going to ride with an unproven guy from North Dakota State. So, um, yeah, the Bucks Niners, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Brady's going to come back home. I literally cannot remember the last time Brady faced the Niners. It's It's been so long. In Levi's 2016. I think so. You're right, yeah. Because in 2020, he left, right? And it was Cam Newton. So, yeah, it's been a really, really long time. Um so, hey, let's see if he can, you know, pull some magic off. Santa Clara is literally like 20 minutes from his home. And uh, I think he was in San Mateo. So it's really, really close. Uh, so it's really, you know, where his parents live. It's going to be an instant classic, I think. I don't know who to pick out of those two. Um, but I think it's going to be a good game. And these are two good teams nonetheless. Yeah, I was able to actually go to the Pats Niners game the last time that Brady was in Levi's. And Everyone thought, you know, the narrative surrounding that was that was going to be the last time that, you know, Brady would face the Niners. And right here we are. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a great game. Obviously, you look at, at the box compared to that Pats team. I think we're going to see some offensive fireworks in this game. Niners could pull that upset, man. I, I don't know. I, I really like the Niners in that game, but um, I won't jump to clearly to tell. Yeah. Can you believe it? Six years, six years have it's passed since so that game. Long. It's you thought so it was going to be Brady's last one back then. It's not. It's, it's incredible to me. The, the whole narrative is basically still the same six years later. It's crazy. Right. So I think that's a good pick there. Number two, it's also going to be involving Tom Brady here. It's the Packers at the Bucks in week three. I, I feel like I had to include it on the list. The last time these two teams met, it was the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field back in 2020. Of course, the Buccaneers won that game before winning it all two weeks later. This despite Tom Brady throwing three interceptions in the second half. But look, it's another early one. It's definitely early, but I think it's a good test for both sides. You know, the season's beginning to warm up. Um, these are, you know, two of the top teams in the NFC. So I really like this game. And I think even though it's early, again, it's kind of like the same issue with the kickoff game. I think there's still sort of some implications down the line there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, Rodgers has lost, I believe, his last or his last two matchups against Tom Brady. No, no, his last three. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does there. I mean, you know, he's not going to have Devontae. Uh, so, you know, how how is he going to, you know, look against these really good teams? I think this is the, the big test, the first big test the Packers have to face, I'm pretty sure, in their schedule. Uh, so, you know, not having him is going to be way easier for a defensive game plan from new head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, you're going to see certain teams a lot on these, you know, big anticipated matchups. Uh, but hey, it's probably Tom Brady's last year. So, you know, we're going to include him in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go to number one. This one also is going to really shock people. Uh, but this one, I'm glad it's later in the year. It's Bengals versus the Bills. And the reason why that's my number one is because... That was like the quote-unquote anticipated AFC championship, right? Like last year. So we never got to see it. They didn't play last year. So this this matchup this year, we're going to get – we're going to really see the two tests of some two two really young quarterbacks who've got just a nice grip on the game. Uh, you know, people have them in their top five, top six. These are two amazing quarterbacks that are going to go head-to-head. -head. Two great rosters. Uh, two guys that, you know, are at the cusp of being – true, you know, AFC 
how do I say this, like heavyweights, you know, for years to come, right? Because prior it was always like a Peyton Manning led team, a Tom Brady led team, or like the Steelers, right? Now we're kind of moving over. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes is one of them. Can Allen stay consistent and keep him there? This is right. His third year really inserting himself in this, the thick of the AFC race. And uh, same thing with uh, the Bengals, right? Can they stay afloat and come back and be, you know, the same, I guess, juggernaut force that they were last year? I think I'm really excited for that game. Is it in Buffalo? I think so. I'm pretty so sure. So watch out, watch out for the weather. We could see Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen in the snow. And, you know, even if we do get a snow game, it's all about the run game then. We can see Mixon on the ground. So I think it's, right. it's a pretty good pick there. Um no, I it's at oh, by the way, it's at Cincinnati. I was oh, it's at Cincinnati. So yeah, but it's week sixteen, or sorry, week seventeen. Some, week seventeen. There could be some weather antics there, but I mean, if we look at week seventeen this past year, it wasn't it wasn't bad. So that will still be interesting. Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow, as you said, is going to be a nice quarterback duel to watch there. Um, I can't wait to see how this Bengals offense against the Bills defense. I think that's a great matchup there too. So I like the pick. I don't think I go with them at number one, but I, I'll I'll respect it. Uh, at number one for me, I really, I really couldn't put anything else at number one. This was the clear cut for me. Let me guess. Let me guess at Chiefs Rams. No, it's not. It is what? Bills at Chiefs. It is Bills at Chiefs week six. Okay. I feel like this, I mean, it may be odd. This is the best rivalry in the NFL right now, in my opinion. In each of the past two seasons, I mean, we've seen these teams meet in both the regular season, the postseason. The Chiefs have won three of four, um, both playoff matchups. They won both at Arrowhead Stadium. If Buffalo is really going to just break through and win their first Super Bowl, you got to deal with the Chiefs, maybe twice. But I feel like this could be a big turning point for the Bills season because it's it's in week six. It could be a huge momentum boost the rest of the way. The Bills don't have, you know, an incredibly tough, you know, schedule. They got a pretty easy division. So I think I think this would be a big momentum boost for the Bills. And on the Chiefs, you know, you could argue the same thing. It's a revenge game for both teams in a sense, because obviously people are sleeping on the chiefs, but it'll be a good test for them against this bills team against, you know, a team, a defense that now has Vaughn Miller added to them. So I think, I think this is the, you know, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I want to say clear cut, but I think it's definitely number one for me. Um, and I, maybe I don't think we're going to get a rematch of that AFC divisional game, but I think they're always just going to provide good theater. So that's my number one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the narrative with the playoff game. Yeah, I think in terms of media attention, this one's going to garner the most. Yeah. Um, I think, again, the Bills, you can show they – they showed it in, to me in the regular season last year. They went on the road Sunday night football and did it around the same time. I think it was midseason. But you got to show it to me when it counts. So I don't think the implications for it are as big as people would make it out to be. I think for the Bills, a lot of these games are just prove it. You know, we're still here. Like, you know, or, you know, they're trying to prove that they're still, they're everyone's number one team on paper. Like that's, that's what this, like, that's what this regular season is for Buffalo, right? Anything short of the top, a top three seed is flat out disappointing. That's failure, right? Yeah, literally. And the Chiefs don't really have that type of number one seed expectation with the loss of Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs have a lot to gain. The Bills have a lot to lose. Uh, So... I think people are gunning for the Bills the same way they're gunning for the Chiefs now, which is which is a little bit interesting. Uh, but I, you're right. I I think that matchup is, ooh, that one's gonna be really good. I'm really hoping it's the same way. I think it's it's at Chiefs again, right? It's an Arrowhead. Yeah. So I mean, 
Whew, maybe one day we'll get the Chiefs at the Bills. I mean, ho- see, yeah. So the Bills need, the Bills need to get home field advantage if they really want to make it through the playoffs. I think they need it. Like, they have the inside track for it with their divisions. Yeah, I mean, look at the way they've lost both times has been at Arrowhead. If they get these games at Buffalo, I think it's a different story each time. So it really just comes down to that. But you, again, I can't live on what if. You got to show it to me. Uh, and I really hope they do. Uh, so we're going to move on. You know, we're we're NFL fans at the end of the day, but we're also fans of our own, you know, team. So uh, maybe we're going to take one takeaway from each of our team schedule. And if you're a fellow Browns fan or a fellow Niner fan out there, hopefully you'll enjoy this little segment. I'll let Trigar go first. You know, maybe an interesting thing about uh, the Niner schedule. So one interesting tidbit that I guess I took away here. In weeks five and six, uh, the Niners, they're going to come to the East Coast for games with the Panthers and Falcons. And then after that, they don't have a single game outside Pacific. They just don't. Uh, I think, well, aside from the Mexico game, but San Francisco, I mean, they are just loaded with home games down the stretch. And from weeks, I wrote it down, nine through 14, they just don't play a single true road game. Um, you got a bye week in week nine, and then you got four games. You have that neutral site game uh, on Monday night against the Cardinals in Mexico. So that's an interesting tidbit I took away that down the stretch, we are going to be in Levi's. You want to give an early record prediction what you had? 10 and seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give my Niners prediction. I had nine and eight. We did it literally this morning. <laughs> and yeah, so we both had the Niners making the playoffs. I think we both had them as a six seed, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Right. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to talk about the Brown schedule. I can talk about the, the time zone changes. We get the, I, we only have to move out twice. Uh, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about this five game stretch that is literally going to make or break our entire season. So let me read it to you. So we got at Ravens. Okay. On October, uh, I believe it's October 23rd. We've got the Bengals at home. Uh, I think we got a bye week after that. And then we've got at dolphins at bills and the bucks. That five-game stretch right there is going to make or break the entire season. You need to win. Like, if I'm the Browns, I need to win at least two. At least. You, like, if you go two and three, that's ugh, like, like that's really iffy. But you need to win at least two. You have to. There's no way you lose four out of these five. If you lose four out of these five, I don't think you make the playoffs. Like, I, I'm right here. I'm saying that right now. I'm guaranteeing it. So, at Ravens, right? Bengals at home, bye week, at Dolphins, at Bills, and Bucks at home. Those five are going to make or break the entire Brown season. I'm calling it right now. Uh, they have a really easy start in terms of, you know, uh, win percentage last year. It's at Panthers, Jets at home, Steelers at home on Thursday night, and then at Falcons. I think that's a that's a pretty confident 4-0 start. I don't, I'm not, you know, obviously, knock on wood for I'm not going to predict it right now. But I think, you know, safe to say they will be the favorite in those four games. Right. But that five game stretch is really going to term, determine how the Browns do. And Deshaun Watson, I think it was I think Yahoo Sports reported that he's uh, we're kind of in the towards the end of this whole investigation. I think he's meeting with the NFL soon, yes, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and he's also taking uh, a bunch of offensive teammates uh, to the Bahamas, uh, literally paying for everything. So uh, hopefully the team has that type of chemistry coming into the year because they're going to need it for those five games. I mean. That is a hellacious schedule. We're talking about literally five winning teams, and three of them were in uh, the conference championship last year. Three of them. So, um, you, you gotta, you, yeah, you gotta really, you know, buckle up and get ready for this. Uh, 
or yeah, I'm not sorry. Three of them have been in a conference championship yeah, yeah. in the last two two years. Let mm-hmm. me say that. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, my my record prediction for the Browns might be a little bit biased. I, this is assuming the uh, Deshaun Watson plays all 18 games or sorry, 17 games. I got 11 and six uh, as of right now, but that's easily subject to change. That's not biased. I, I'd say 10 and seven. Like. Yeah. It's not too bad of a record prediction. You better hope you have Watson in that stretch, though. I'd, oh, my God. Set. Yeah, right. Oh, I know. That yeah, I, be- and yeah, I think in my scenario, I did a playoff prediction in the morning. I had him as the five seed. Uh, what did you have him? I don't. I think I had them at five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did have because I had Colts five. at four. So, yeah, yeah I, had, I had Browns five. Okay, yeah. So, then both of us have would have a Colts-Browns anticipated matchup. So, yeah, a little spoiler. We have Colts winning the division. Um oh. Yeah, so there's our little takeaway from each team's schedule. So we're going to move it on. Um, Drew Brees is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I think he's a class act. He's been nothing short of terrific for the city of New Orleans. And obviously, you got to have him in your top 10 when you mention the 10 best quarterbacks ever. Again, change the game for uh, for small quarterbacks, right? We've seen guys like Kyler, Baker, Russell Wilson. That's all because of Drew Brees. So he's mulling, con- contemplating, whatever you want to call it. He's thinking about coming back uh, after, you know, it was, it was really sad to see, but after Jarvis Landry, you know, said he was coming home, signed with the saints. Uh, he was like, I think he made an Instagram post and he was like, yo, uh, Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew, man, I got to come back. Oh, and I was like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were a couple like uh, teammates were like, Cam Jordan was like, nah, he'll probably just be a coach or something like that. And he did decide to leave NBC. I think they were, you know, in talks and he said, yeah, I'm, uh what do you call it uh ending the deal or whatever mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean i'll let you give your thoughts i mean do you think breeze comes back and would you like to see him back do you think he can still be productive or you know will he just be a coach yeah if we just take it back in time here drew breeze the last time we saw him he was leaving the superdome after that loss to tom brady and the buccaneers and the divisional obviously we all remember that scene of him just saying his final goodbyes there um, and while he is a future first ballot Hall of Famer, I mean, no question. At that time, Drew Brees definitely, you know, he looked his age. He missed four games. And in December and January, he, he was just struggling to throw the ball with any type of velocity whatsoever. And actually, it's an interesting point here. Brees still counts $11.5 million against the Saints salary cap this season because that final contract, the voidable years. So it still counts right. against the salary cap. And if you look at Jameis Winston's cap hit, he's due four million. So that's nearly three times Jameis Winston's cap hit, and he's not even on the roster. Um, but ultimately, I'd say what Drew Brees is saying could be part fantasy, could be part truth, but it's really hard to see New Orleans and you know Drew Brees having a reunion. I, I just I just don't I don't see it happening. He is their all-time franchise player, but this is just something that's very far-fetched in my opinion. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I I need to see it to believe it. This is one of those things where it's like, you know, same thing we've, we've talked about Julian Edelman countless times. Is he going to go back to the Bucks, right? Like, like I think that it's just... That was one of my hot takes. Yeah, I still... <laughs> for all of our new fans, this this guy Shriek out here was like... One of the, we had, we had some, we always have crazy hot takes, but yeah, that one I, to me was just hella funny. I remember Jack and I looked at each other like, wait, what the hell is this guy on? Um, but yeah, I mean, never in a million years that I think Drew Brees would come back like this. I thought he was, you know, well-placed as an analyst. He did well for uh Sunday night football. Look 
for for like a normal person, Drew Brees' arm is amazing. Like quarterbacks, any quarterback who's played at any you know level above high school has an arm. Like the way I see these guys throw uh, with such great velocity and accuracy and like practice at uh, at Cal and th- look, Cal's not the best football program, but like um, the way these guys throw, it's just like I mean it's crazy. And obviously, Drew Brees is an NFL all time great. So uh, I, to say that he like doesn't have an arm at all, I get sometimes it irks me. But for yeah, the NFL level, I just yeah, I just don't think he's got the same caliber as you would really need in today's NFL, especially with the receivers that you have now. Can you really expect Drew Brees to keep all three happy, right? Because they all three play very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas obviously is catered towards more inside routes, drags, uh, glances, you know, uh, corners. And then Olave is kind of your deep threat that you can put at Z, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe Jarvis Landry is just going to be your slot guy. Like, I just really don't know if uh, Drew Brees can hit it in all places of the field on all three levels. I don't really know if he can do that anymore. And that really sucks to say because he is an all-time great and he's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Um, But, you know, at some point it doesn't just come down to your accuracy. It comes down to your pure talent. And I think it's just diminished a little bit. So I'm not going to take it away from him. I, I would really love to see him become a quarterback coach. I think he's one of the, like, if you think of who, what all-time great could be a quarterback coach? Obviously, like the first three guys that come to my mind are Brady, Manning, and Brees. Those are literally the first three that come to my mind. So uh, he's definitely one of those guys that can do it. So hopefully maybe he comes back on the Saints staff, right? Because he never specifically said as a player. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see it. I would give it maybe like a one out of, or maybe like a point one out of 10 chance of happening. And if I remember correctly, I think Dennis Allen said something about like, it was pretty much, you know, he just wanted to say it to say it like, right. Right. Yeah. It could have been just like a meme, but Hey, you know, the cold, our truth, we bring you cold, our truth on everything football. So yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) Yep. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll kind of switch it over to maybe something that's like serious, but a little bit humorous at the same time. Um, Josh Lambeau, who was, uh, kicked by, uh, urban Meyer at, uh, practice, I think in late August is suing the Jaguars. Uh, I'll let Shrikar kind of, he has most of the details, but uh, yeah, we'll kind of give our thoughts on it. Obviously, it's like a little topic. I mean, we're in the dry, we're in the dry season, okay? So right. we're, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. So, yep, Josh Lambeau, he filed a lawsuit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's seeking damages for what is being termed as a hostile work environment under Urban Meyer in 2021. Of course, Lambeau's allegation of Meyer kicking him during practice was pretty much, you know, the dagger in what I would say, maybe the most pathetic head coaching career in NFL history. Meyer was basically fired within 24 hours of that story breaking. And, it was, you know, it was a whole fiasco over there. We've went over it in previous episodes, but Lambeau did receive his entire three and a half million dollar salary last year, but he was scheduled to make four this season before being released. Uh, so I guess I'll just say for Shad Khan, I really hope he learned his lesson here. I've said this countless times, but the Jaguars, they, they hired Meyer because he was, you know, the local hero. Two national championships at Florida, um, which is, you know, in Gainesville is like an hour out from Jacksonville. And then the Jaguars, they also signed Tim Tebow to the 90-man roster, and then they cut him. Just trying to cash in on nostalgia here. And it's just, they were trying to put butts in seats, and it got to a point where, they were just so desperate that they weren't even thinking about it, you know, in a football mind, you know, 
But I'll give them credit. Since then, they've made smart moves. They fired Meyer. They replaced him with a Super Bowl winning head coach and Doug Peterson. Look, there is a long road ahead. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be that great this year, but you know, at least there's signs that they're heading in the right direction. So a lot of stuff surrounding that organization. And with this Lambo news, it doesn't get much better, but maybe hopefully they can get this sorted out. Yeah, I, I, I think for an NFL team, if you're in the news for something like this, right? Like my whole thing is like, why, if you're a team that's in the news for anything other than football, it's bad. Like you, it shouldn't, you should not be in the news for something other than football, unless it's like for as a team. Right. And like urban Meyer just brought a whole bunch of just, you know, bad narratives, bad media, bad attention, unwanted and unwarranted, just scrutiny, right. Towards the Jacksonville Jaguars as a fan base, as a franchise, right. It was so unnecessary. And, you know, Josh Lambeau's lawsuit is just another example of how bad the tenure was. Uh, I don't really, I'm not going to say who's like right or wrong. Obviously the kicking thing is just utter, you know, it's it's stupidity for someone to do that. Uh, this is not college football, even in college football, you shouldn't be doing that. Any sort Uh, of football, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. I mean, you know, when you bring these recruits in, like even in college, it's like you're, you're enticing them to come here for the environment and to do something like that is just not, you know, what you were preaching to these recruits. Right. It's the same thing in the NFL, right? Like you get, it's a job at the end of the day, but you are promised a good work environment. And yeah, at the end of the day, it is a job and he was mistreated at his job. So yeah, I'm all for, you know, him, I guess doing the lawsuit. I wish him nothing but the best. I'm not going to say he was right or wrong. Cause I think at the end of the day, uh, if you felt you were disrespected, you felt you were disrespected. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but, uh, just thought it was a cool nugget to maybe, mm-hmm. uh, potentially share. Uh, so moving on to, I guess, the final topic here uh, is going to be our, you know, Super Bowl pick based on, I guess, the schedule. Like, you know, what teams do we see use their schedule, go through it and make it to the big game? Last year, I was one for two. I got the Rams right out of the NFC. Uh, let's not talk about the AFC. <laughs> um, I think I had the Colts in the AFC championship. Uh, so we're not going to talk about what I had in the AFC, but I'm going to give myself credit for the Rams. So I'll let Shrikar start because I, I know he's a little bit more confident than I am in our Super Bowl picks. Mm-hmm. So I'll be straight up here. My matchup is the Buffalo Bills out of the AFC against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the NFC. I think Brady is going back to the Super Bowl. I'll start off on the NFC side. Uh, I think I think the Bucs are going to get that one seed. Uh, they are in a pretty much terrible division outside of New Orleans. Like I think they're going to sweep Carolina. I think they're going to sweep Atlanta. They'll split with New Orleans. Um, because New Orleans just always, you know, they're always playing in those games. But you look at the Rams, I think the Rams are definitely my two seed here. Packers three seed. I think yeah, the Cowboys four seed is basically whoever wins the NFC East there. But I really think the Bucs, you know, I, I, I just think even though they have Todd Bowles, you know, there is some concern there about how well he's going to take over. I think he was a hell of a coordinator. I think he's, he's going to step in nicely. I think he's going to be a good head coach um, for the Bucs. And obviously it's, it's Tom Brady. Like I, I'm getting into a mindset where, you know, I can't bet against him if he's the one seed and he's got that first round buy. Um, and especially if they see the Rams again in the conference championship and it's on their turf, I'm going to pick the Bucks. So I got the Bucks in the Super Bowl. And then on the AFC side, I think the Bills, it's, it's almost like the same situation. I think they're going to get the one seed. I think easy division once again. The tough part here is I think they're going to see the Chiefs again in the AFC Championship, and that's where it kind of gets a little tricky because here, here's the thing. It's in Buffalo. 
It's in Buffalo in the playoffs. Weather is definitely going to be a factor. I, I would take the Bills in that game. If it's in Buffalo, I'm going to take the Bills. So I have the Bills and the Bucks. And if I'm going to make my pick here right now, early Super Bowl prediction, I have the Bills winning it all for the first time in their franchise's history. Last year, the Bills, you know, they were undone by that 13 seconds game in Kansas City. And look, if they held on to that game, they would have been favored in the AFC title game at home. Who knows what would have happened? But they bolster that defense with Vaughn Miller. It's a weak division. They have the inside track. Receiver depth is questionable. Stephon Diggs has to stay healthy. And you got to hope Miller doesn't regress. But everybody has flaws. And in my opinion, Buffalo just has the least in my eyes. So I got the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Man, mine, I've gone so back and forth with <laughs> up and down. All right, I'm going to go with my NFC pick first. I got the Bucks out of the NFC as well. Uh, I think if anyone look, the NFC for the last decade has just been flip flop of teams. It's so hard to repeat as NFC champions. The only one that's done it in the uh, last decade is uh, the Seahawks. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I think the only one who can repeat as a, a conference champion is Tom Brady. So I just think the Rams, there's going to be something, something I think is just going to come up. And I think if they have to go on the road to Tampa again, I, I just don't know. I think, I think Tampa gets the revenge. So that's my NFC pick. The AFC. This one, this one, this one is a bold one. This one is a very bold one. And I'm going to totally change it. Uh, but I'm going to just throw it out there. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Yeah. Hey. It's a really bold one. But I think they get over the hump. Something about it this year. They get all their players back. They had a hell of a draft. And I think they're actually going to be the ones in the AFC championship. Uh, and I think the Bills beat the Chiefs at home in the divisional round and get there. But I think the Ravens shock the world and take it. You know what's it. crazy about that? I have Bills Ravens in the divisional. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think the Ravens. Yeah, I think the Ravens will get. I think the Ravens will get there. I, I I have them winning the division. It's just something about Baltimore this year. I I don't know. Like I, I, this is just my early pick. I think it's definitely going to change. But yeah, uh, what did I have? Bucks Ravens, and I'm going to pick Tom Brady to end it out, uh, end his career with the eighth. Super Bowl ring, uh, which is crazy to me. Uh, but Lamar is going to silence a lot of haters, uh, and he's going to, you know, kind of reclaim his throne as like a top five quarterback. So yeah, it's my pick. That's I'm, that's solid. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. I, I know it's a little bit bold. I didn't pick, you know, any of the like four or five teams that most people have, or I mean, I, I guess the Bucks. But other than that, uh, so let us know what you guys think. Interested to hear. Uh, we had a little fun with the schedule. Let us know, you know, how your favorite team is looking with the schedule, or you know, what game you're most looking forward to or your Super Bowl pick, let us know in the comments below. Uh, With that being said, this has been the Cold Hard Truth NFL podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time.